Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I am the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, welcome to this edition of the Once Bitten podcast. Joining me today is your boy, Paco, run with Bitcoin. I'm sure you've seen him all over Twitter. You may have even backed him via Geyser, where you can back plebs with Bitcoin payments. Lightning. Go check it out. Geyser, they're doing great work. Now, Paco's got a great story to tell. I know you're going to love this kid as much as I do, and... Send in big love, brother. Stay safe. Because he did have a very, very close encounter with death, which we talk about in this podcast. Stay tuned. Make sure you're checking out the show sponsors. Get yourselves to an in-real-life meetup. Whether that's a conference or just your local meetup, or start your own. Because this is becoming so important now. I feel it. I've been to a bunch of conferences. It's magical. It needs to keep happening. We've got to keep pushing the momentum because the conversations that happen and the friendships that are formed, the businesses that will be built is truly tangible. So do it. Get to the Pacific Bitcoin Conference on the west coast of the US in LA. Swan Bitcoin are putting that on. You can stack with Swan using swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten. If you want to get to the conference, use the code PRINCY or PRINCE or hit the link in the show notes. I can't remember which one. 10% off. Relay. You can stack with Relay. They're the Swan equivalent. They have got a private white glove service for you now as well. Get in contact with the guys. DM me or Julian if you want further information about Relay. Coin Corner. What can I say, guys? Hats off. They've just onboarded the Shake. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go check their Twitter feed. And there's more to come from the Coin Corner team. You can stack with Coin Corner. Hit the link in the show notes and order yourself a Bolt card so you can start using that in the merchants that accept Bitcoin. Not your keys, not your coins. Shiftcrypto.ch forward slash Bitten is going to get you 5% off the Bitbox 02 Bitcoin only edition signing device. I don't think we're calling them a hardware wallets, are we? Anymore. Stefan Levera. Liberty in our lifetime is coming up. You know I've been shilling this one for a long time. I think it's going to be a great event in Prague put on by Free Cities Foundation. Our boy Peter Young at the helm. Stefan's going to be there. Myself, Alex Svetsky, Seb Bunny. All mixed in between a bunch of freedom maximalists that are checking out parallel structures. And to learn about Free Cities as well, which will be an amazing event. Consensus Network are a pleb-built company, built by Nico. He's got a great team, and he's got a bunch of people helping him out with translations as well. He's translating as many Bitcoin books or Bitcoin-related books into as many different languages as possible. You can pay via the Lightning Network and save yourself 10% and use code BITTEN for a further 10% off. Support the pleb cause and help Orange Pill your friends with those books. Ungovernable Misfits have you covered for t-shirts, hoodies, and all kinds of other cool merch from Mr. Crown and Max at Bit by Bit Pod. 
And finally, I know I've run out of music, but the big one is coming up. It's Amsterdam. There's going to be loads of people there. So if you want to get across and hang out with the plebs and see what's going on and enjoy the music festival, I'm going to be there with the fam. I'm really looking forward to meeting all of you plebs that can make it. You can use the link in the show notes. That's going to save you 10% off all of your ticket purchases. Have fun, guys. Enjoy this rip with Paco. All right, we're recording. we got Paco here. Run with Bitcoin. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Thank you so much for inviting me. <laughs> yeah, it's great to great to see you again. Uh, we we first spoke uh, a little while ago when you were planning this whole thing. Uh, you know, before you'd even taken off. Yeah, it's it's been it's been all more than a year now. I remember getting in touch with you, and you were one of the few contacts who talked to me. I remember sending thousand DMs. And out of the thousand DMs, only 45 people talked to me and you were one of them. So I'm just like blessed. Wow. That's, yeah. uh, well, well, thanks for, uh, I remember the conversation well, and, uh, you, you know, I loved your energy and your project and whatever you were trying to achieve. And you've gone on to achieve way more than I think even you were expecting. And we're, but we're going to talk about all of that. Uh, Lauren is going to ask the first question though. So I heard that you've gone traveling around the world and you're going to be paying, well, you have been paying Bitcoin for like the, like the whole thing. Um, so what is your favorite place that you've been to so far? Uh, for me, my favorite place so far would be Kenya because in Kenya, I got a lot of things on Bitcoin. I got my phone on Bitcoin massage on Bitcoin. These hand bracelets I'm showing you, I got one of them from Kenya on Bitcoin. I played a game of pool on Bitcoin. I bought a book on Bitcoin. And this is not going and convincing them. They were already accepting it. A restaurant, I got food for Bitcoin. I paid for my Masai Mara, the game drive that you do in Africa to go see the animals with Bitcoin. I was just like amazed and I was like, oh my God, how is this possible? And you call this Africa and you're like, Africa has nothing, but Africa has a lot. So yeah, mm. Kenya, definitely. Wait yeah. a minute. You, you paid the Masai Mara in Bitcoin? Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I, I think so. I think so. People have been accepting it and only the thing was we did not know about them. Mm -hmm. We did not know. Like now, as I move here, like in Central Africa Republic, I am in right now, as I speak to you, no one accepts Bitcoin. They are waiting for the government to enroll the options for them to buy Sango coin so that they can use it. Then nobody, like it today was the day I shared Bitcoin with three people today. And I bought a dried mango for Bitcoin. Finally, it took me a lot because I don't speak French. I guess you speak French, right? Yeah. 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 Oh my God. You need French, man. See, this is the thing I got on Bitcoin today. The dried mangoes. I mean, so dried mangoes it, it, is good. So. Yeah. And, and I got some candies also. I do not know where are the candies. Yeah. There are some candies for because I'm couch surfing with the family. So I got them like they have four kids. You know, and I was like, well, let's just buy them stuff on Bitcoin. Why not? So you're couch surfing. At, so like the idea is to try and live every minute of every day on a Bitcoin standard in every country you visit. 
Yes. Uh, the challenges I face practically is that there are hotels and hostels and hotels generally don't budge in because of the big hierarchy, the financial mm-hmm. system, because they have to maintain their accounts. Hostel owners are still very much open to accepting Bitcoin because I get to talk to the hostel owner. And it takes me like two to three days to convince them and eventually they accept Bitcoin. But on the other side, I use Couchsurfing because Couchsurfing, this way I can share the knowledge of Bitcoin with my host, which in turn shares the knowledge with the family. So it is mix and match. The journey goes on, you know, mix and match. Yeah. Amazing. Carlon, any further questions? Uh, Yeah. What gave you the idea to go traveling all around the world and pay Bitcoin? Because like that Mm. idea is crazy. Yeah, I would. uh, So there are a couple of people. One is my friend. Uh, He sent me a message. It was a full moon night. And he was like, hey, Paco, you want to travel the world? And I was like, yeah. He's like, but you have to travel on Bitcoin. And I was like, yeah, okay, but what is Bitcoin? And he was like, I'm giving you a book called The Bitcoin Standard by Sefudin Amos. And I was like, I started reading it three days later. You know, like John Cena, you can't see me. Bitcoin is like, once you see me, you can't unsee it. You have like, and it still gives me goosebumps when I say, share this with you. And in the book, the second reason is in the book, there was this lady called Nellie Bly, a British lady. She circumnavigated the globe by using gold coins and pounds. And pounds was, a, it was 1878. Pounds was a new currency then. So I was like, hey, this is 2021. I can travel around the world by using Bitcoin. So these are the reasons how it's all started. That's... You're going to have to read the Bitcoin standard now, aren't you? Yeah. Okay, it's just there behind. Oh, no, it's cleared away. We're moving house, so it's in a box. But yeah. yeah. I need two other books before I read that. Oh, which one? 21 Lessons by uh, Dergigi? No. Oh, what? Uh, Good Night Bitcoin by the Shamari team? Hey. Oh, oh really? Oh. Oh, like those kind of children books. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's okay. Yeah, your, your dad's your dad's got everything figured out. You're on the right track. You're on the right track. By the <laughs> way, I have a question young. for you. Sorry? I have a question for you. Okay. What's your dream country? My dream country. Japan. Nice. Or Germany. Japan or Germany. Of which you've uh, never been to either country. Nope. <laughs> but still, it's my dream country. Oh, that's that's wonderful! Like those are one of those are two of the strongest cultures that we have. Like the Japanese culture will make you say yes to everything, but that doesn't mean that you are saying yes. It's just like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm listening to you. And the Germans, you know, the Germans that they talk less because they have no more energy now. I'm not just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I wish you all the. It's possible. I all I can say is it's the power of manifestation. Um, you have to just write your dreams on a piece of paper, stick that paper on the wall every day when you wake up, it looks at you and it creates a magnetic force in your life. And hence you keep attracting all those places in your life. Hence it's possible. You can, your father is a manifesto, you know, your father's written a book too. It's like, it's, 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 it's there. It's a beautiful ecosystem you're in. Mm. That's it's that easy. Write down what you want to achieve. 
in your notebook yeah. and keep adding to it every week, every month. It doesn't have to be every day. And, you know, amazing things will happen. Yeah. And like yeah. uh, Paco says, like uh, the, the, the five main things that you want to do in your life, just list them and put them on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, yeah. Daddy, mm-hmm. you can't say like Japan and Germany because I can't remember any of the other travels I did when I was there. <laughs> okay, no problem. And it's good to go and explore new places. And I understand Japan because you watch a lot of anime and movies and stuff, and so it's very influential. Right. And where are you getting Germany from? Uh, Oliver. Oh, just because. Pretzels? Okay, <laughs> just because your you like oh, uh, your, your facilitator lives there. The culture, the stuff. Okay. Well, let's go. Uh, well, Oktoberfest is coming up, so you know, perhaps that'll be a good time to go, and we can drink some wow. beers. Yeah, the one liter ones—they give up huge mugs. My God, you got to take the one mug, put it in your bag, and bring it back. Yeah, just do that. <laughs> get the great big, big Stein lagers. Yes. Right. Yes, well, do you want to cool. say uh, good night to Paco? Yeah. All right. Wait, I think I might have another question. Okay. If you've if you've counted, how many countries or places have you been in the world? I have been to around thirty nine countries, and I love running. As you can see, run with Bitcoin. I would have run in about three hundred cities because running keeps me alive, keeps me active. Because all day we are doing is just scrolling through TikToks and Instagram and YouTube videos. So physical activity is important that's a message to you before you go to sleep whatever you like to do whatever whatever but keep moving that body not just your thumbs for scrolling you know and yeah so i have done almost uh, on bitcoin this is the 19th country but generally i am somewhere around 38 or 39 i didn't count that much yeah but yeah all right yeah okay anyway i need to go to sleep you do so good night Ciao, bon night. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Yeah, he, see, bon nuit. He even speaks French now. Yeah. Look at that. Enchanté. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, man. Wow, well, man. let's uh, let, let's wind it back a little bit before we we get into like the uh, the meat of the the interview, and uh, yes. tell people you know who you are and you know where you came from. Where where were you living before you you started this crazy idea of yours? <laughs> Um, I was living in India. I was in Bengaluru, the Bangalore, the Silicon Valley of India. And I was just hustling, finding small gigs, moving forward, trying to make ends meet because lockdown had just come down strong on us. And they were really strict with it, man. They were beating you up if you were on the streets and you had to wear your masks if you were not vaccinated. It was, it was crazy. It was mayhem, you know. It was just because it was crazy. And in the midst of all of this, all you hear is about how do you make money? How do you make money? And things start popping off like cryptocurrency, you know? You have the Dodge meme coins and Elon Musk and everything just shouting in your head because the newspapers are screaming. Only the price pumps. Nobody speaks about it. So yes, I was living in India before all of this journey started. But prior to that, I have been born and raised in Oman, Sultanate of Oman. And that's where everything started moving forward. Cheers to you. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a beer. Always have a beer with the podcast in the evening. Ah, oh, um, love so, me, man. So, Oman, um, I, I'm assuming uh, your father was um, 
working uh, in a specific field. What what was that? My father runs a business. He has a ready-made garments business, and I grew up with that. You know, every weekend we used to be put down at his outlet, and if we work for that four hours, we'll get a pocket money. And slowly and gradually, as you grow up and you start appreciating the proof of work from there, you know, you're like, <laughs> ah, yeah, you did something, and so you got pocket money. And yeah, so that's how it started. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So then you you must have moved from Amman uh, to India to yeah. You you were looking for to build your own career, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, what happened was in Oman, I started couch surfing. I started receiving travelers in my house. I mean, I stayed. I moved out from my parents' house, and all the travelers were talking was about sabbaticals. And this is a new concept for me too. I was like, what the hell is a sabbatical? You take a one week or a three week vacation. And there you understand you can travel for a year. And I was like, let me just give it a shot, you know. So I saved up some money. I remember exactly it was eight thousand four hundred dollars. I had saved it up. I was like, let's just see how far can it go. I quit my job in twenty fifteen, and I what, hit. What was road. that? What job were you doing at that point? I was I was a facilities management, so cleaning, gardening, pest control, like 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 anything related to a property management. I was down there. Right. I was in operations and I got, I quit my job. My boss said, you get a 2% hike. And I was like, hey, I'm not a 2% boy, man. What's 2%? Like, hey, come on. Like, what the hell is that? And um, I quit my job, man. I hit the road and I started traveling. Six months later, my money ran out. And I started doing jobs on the road from being a volunteer in hostels to being dishwasher uh, to being an English teacher in Colombia dumpster diving in ecuador selling peanuts in peru being a guide in chile and i was speaking spanish by then and writing people's name in hindi and cutting log wood cutting so this went on for almost three and a half years and it hit me like hey it's not stopping you're just going and going three and a half years later i came back met my vet with my parents but you know the bubble burst, the reality hit me. Like, what will I eat now? And I went back. I started my work again. I fought with my parents. They kicked me out. They're like, hey, you're useless. You're just sitting on your couch and doing nothing. Um, I left. I went to India. I was a waiter for like six months, figuring out my stuff. Then I became a milk sales. Then chicken sale. I didn't want to sell chicken. It's too boring. <laughs> it's just good to eat. I'll tell you, like, you know. And from there, I got into being a golf caddy. <laughs> and then came the uh, COVID. So my name became from Paco to Tobacco because I was selling cigarettes. So I just, one way or the other, just managed to push out and push out. And like, till the Bitcoin standard comes into your life and you're like, hey, you're just a rat in the race. And the race doesn't end. You know, like I, you look at Elon Musk, he's at $300 billion, 300 freaking billion dollars, 300, like, come on, dude, we were looking at a million, then became 10 and 100 and 1,000 and 1 billion, 5, 10. Remember the times of Bill Gates being on 20 billion at 40 billion and suddenly you're like 300 billion, like, where does the race stop, you know? And Bitcoin, Bitcoin, oh my God. Yeah. So this is something, this is a little back end in my story, like. Right. I gotta ask, what does a dumpster diver do? 
what the hell is that <laughs> uh, so so it can be seen in two ways one in the european markets uh people go down to the let's say the supermarkets when they finish off the day they dump in the garbage can mm-hmm. but in ecuador i took it as notch before i don't like going in garbage can it's too <laughs> so i took it a notch before so there were vegetable markets so i used to go down there early morning help them clean it up a little they used to give me free veggies and fruits or in the evening i used to help them clean it up a little because you know they were very nice squares and very nice clean not like you're going in there and they used to give you fruits and veggies those fruits and veggies i used to get take it to my hostel or to my host or i used to barter them for a bus ticket for a pair of socks or for anything you know because you just had so much fruits and vegetables so that's that's what it went out for a while and then i was like ah i'm done with this you know i got to do something else you know just got to try keep pushing and because the hunger for moving around and finding that humanity is kind you know i i hitchhiked all the way from united states to argentina so i really believe in the kindness of humanity so couchsurfing has played a very important role in my life to believe in the community like i am here couchsurfing in central africa republic where a hotel cost you 50 to 100 a night and that is just exorbitant amount of money being just spent for me since i am crowdfunded right mm-hmm. and i just consider a lot of these things as i move forward i'm like hey can this be done in another way and there is another way so yeah that's dumpster diving <laughs> and i want to ask about i mean how do you one day decide you're going to be a caddy i mean this is a classic caddy shack <laughs> movie scene like uh, about to play out like uh, big hit of the lama <laughs> <laughs> man so i was connected to a friend in new york he's a skydiver <laughs> and he skydived almost 5000 skydives and he was in india and he has a friend who is a golfer he's a well renowned golfer in india uh mr jyotidin jyotinder singh randhawa so he invited me to his house and we were just sitting and the next day we went early morning at 5 am just for his practice and i was just you know playing sports running around we came back had lunch and he's like hey you want a caddy and i'm like i don't know jack <laughs> and he was like uh, you have to carry the bag and you have to listen to me and you will learn it on the go so he took me for the asian tour so right away it was an asian tour so i got to travel with him to mauritius no that was a european tour mauritius jakarta and pattaya and this guy won 25000 on the first game Twenty thousand dollars in the second and ten thousand dollars in the third. Like we went for three tournaments, so it was just like I I didn't know nothing. You I just learned on the game, you know, and I got to meet all these people, all the biggest people. Like at that time it was Jazz Jatinwood killing it in twenty nineteen twenty, and I just learned and things were going picking up for me. I was gonna go to Korea, Japan, Singapore, but COVID hit, and oh. that's where I got out, and I was told to stay back because I am. traveling and i will be carry covid with me and the my my caddy career got over you know that's it but it was the time of my life where i understood you need to have your hands free and you need to be listening to your master at that very moment because you cannot just go anywhere you just listen to him because you feel the vibe feel the emotions you know when you get an eagle you are just jumping out of joy right and you're just like hey but you got to control your emotions and you got to still be on the game so it was very important to learn a lot of lot, lot of learning came from there you know a lot of learning 
So yeah, that was a little bit of my caddy career. <laughs> uh, who was it for again? Sorry. Uh, Jyotinder Singh Randhawa, Jyoti Randhawa. Jyoti uh, Randhawa. In... Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking now. He's ranked number three of uh, best Indian golfers of all time. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Jeev Mika Singh would be uh, the first, uh, yeah. the most renowned. And, and what's the, the second one? The second one would be uh, Arjun Atwal. Okay, yes. All right. So these are, so from those, so so Jeev Mika Singh was the first one, then slowly and gradually people started coming in and now we have a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. And so Giotti yeah. uh, Randawa, man, like you, you were caddying for him. That's crazy. <laughs> exactly. Dude, life has been a blessing. I would just say always been a blessing. Okay. A blessing. So like when he's standing over a putt and looking at you for like, uh, you know, is it a, a you know, a, a ball to the left? Is it left edge? Is it, you know, what are you thinking? Like, are you? I, <laughs> I, I just give him the call. Thing. The, the funny the thing club. is, I can't even call yeah. the club. The club, I give him the club, yeah. and uh, I can't. I can't even see the ball that far, right? I don't even know because it's for me. It's the first time, right? Yeah. So I give him the club. He hits the shot. He looks at me. He does this. I do this to him, and that's it. And we walk. So it is less talking at that time. We were just like, "How was it?" We're like, "How was it?" I'm like, "Yes." That's all we did, man. I think so. The energy plays a very vital role because I just saw all other caddies were so professional. Yeah, all the caddies know where the ball is going. They go for a walk all around the golf course the day before. Yeah, they they, they go and they take the green notes and everything, and they walk the course backwards, forwards, sideways, upside down, and like absolutely everything. But you're just turning up there, like, all right, mm-hmm. what's a club? Yeah, which club you want? I, I because I, by the time I just figured out everything, like what you need, you need a, you need a what do you call the? I call it the 56, 54, 56 for the for the sand. It was a different one. Yeah. For the putt, the putting was oh my god, he used to be so angry on me. Every time you putt, <laughs> you have to clean it up with your claw, with your cloth, clean it up so beautifully and put it back in so that because it's a very expensive. I, it's crazy. Tailor, tailor made, tailor yep. made. We were using and yep. titlist. So for me, but the way there was one thing that I really appreciated him was he never kept me as a caddy. He kept me on the table with all the golfers. I will tell you there was this moment in my life we were in Pattaya. And mm-hmm. all the top Indian golfers were there, and everybody is a millionaire on the table, right? He, I'm sitting on the dinner table with them because caddies sit separate, right? But yeah, I'm yeah. sitting with him on the table, and all he says to front of everyone, he's like, "All of us gathered on this table, all the experience that we have, this man alone has it." And I was like, "Wow, that is so kind of you, you know? Like, that really got connected to me because I have traveled a lot and." everything has happened and he just made me feel equal and he never made me feel he always used to call me partner he's like hey partner let's do this hey partner let's do that and he literally took care of me he took me like i remember when we won he took me for the steak that's the most delicious steak of my life i had coming that i'm an indian and beef is our god but just go down to have that beautiful hundred dollar steak which is really well cooked with wine oh my god i fell in love with steak just because of him and I was like yes because see God is love food is love you're just having food God on your table and you're eating and yeah it's love man so yeah mate that is amazing that that's that's so uh I I wonder if that was the whole point of him having you around was just to completely break out the mold of that normal 
professional golfer caddy relationship just to have somebody there so it's so psychological right the, the game and um if you've got somebody there that is completely out of left field that has no actual i mean i, I don't want to put you down but you probably had no idea what you were doing no idea <laughs> no idea man i was just there man i was just there i was just like okay i have to Dude, you have to clean the golf. You have to be up in the morning. You have to listen to him, and you have to go in the evening. And because he didn't drink, he did nothing. And I was just there with him. And I was because, brother, I really felt like at that very moment it was a very important step in my life. Because it was just a blessing, you know. Sometimes you just life throws you lemons or golf clubs. You just pick them and clean them. <laughs> you yeah. just clean them. <laughs> <laughs> have Have you ever played golf? yourself dude i just can't do it. i love putting it's a beautiful thing where you're just putting the thing in there it's peaceful but you tell me to take a swing ah i won't be doing nothing man i can pick your balls up i can make you feel happy i can talk about the things i can give you the vibes on the field but ah uh-uh. it is a, it's brother at that very moment i started appreciating golf so much in my life like every time there's golf now i'm like that single man is putting the ball 400 yards out there in a hole and if you get a hole in a one you are like 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 you get goosebumps right now and you're like yeah. hey you started respecting the man because at that time you have nobody else to blame but just you mm-hmm. you are responsible for yourself you took that decision you know your shot you know your practice you know everything like you can't blame anything yeah he got angry at me so many times i remember in jakarta he took the he threw the cloth on my face he's like fuck off from here it was the ninth hole the ninth hole and we were going to the 80th halfway and i was like where do i fuck off let's just follow him let's just follow him you know you're carrying your bag and just follow him <laughs> <laughs> what had you done wrong bro i just don't know some shit i had done wrong or he hit a very bad shot because right. whenever they hit a bad shot right and it's whom do you come out on anger mm-hmm. bring out the anger on the person at that very moment and boom i at that but you you just realize you're a team you know you feel like a team like like you're married brother i respect you people man when you're married you have ups and downs just like your bitcoin it goes up and down but you are team bitcoin you yeah. stick through you stick through you you just hodl you just hodl because you know once you hodl you will make the cut you have made the cut you are on the other side once you have made the cut right it's a different ball game then they are little relaxed because it's a lot of finance that goes in brother it's not cheap game mm-hmm. you pay for your accommodation your flights your caddy and then you don't make it to the cut of the 60 people ah 70 people i forget now but yeah it's crazy man i respect you guys i do respect you i respected more than an mma more than a game of cricket more than a game of anything right now because it is so much like like zen mode you know zen mode ah love it yeah that's amazing Are you still in contact? Can you always oh, yeah. tell him? Oh yeah, I am in I am I am in contact with him. I am in contact because he and me like I give I gave him a call from Zambia and it was like he was getting up he gets up at 5 a.m. I was going for a sleep then. And he was like, "Hey, what are you up to?" I'm like, "Hey, I'm traveling with Bitcoin." He's like, "You are a traveler. God is with you. Go on doing what you love to do." He really take he he I he got me three times running shoes also. I love running. And yep. he got me three running. So first time he got me a shoe in Mauritius. then a year later he got me another shoes and then another later and he was like hey 
push like you know he he taught me one of the most important lessons of my life and i share it with everyone he says doesn't matter if the player is down the most important thing is that the player is playing because the player can go up player can go down but the important thing is that player is playing and i'm saying this to you for 2019 right 2020 21 22 yeah 3 4 years later and i am still here i'm still playing right we are still hustling we started something a year late ago a year ago brother and i'm this is like on september 16th would be one year of run with bitcoin no way that's and, two days from now at time of recording yeah. that that's crazy yeah yeah like so you're playing like look at you brother when you started your journey you are still playing mm-hmm. like we are we are together in this once you see the bigger picture the prize is just the noise right and and such is life i've i've just started appreciating the quality and it's quality over quantity it's always quality over quantity like it's it's, it's something that bitcoin teaches you a lot yeah I've always thought golfers would be the the perfect people to orange pill because they're such low time preference motherfuckers. They're so zen. Yeah. They're so oh. it's uh, it's such a ripe kind of pilling territory. Uh, mm, that'd be so nice, you know. Like we got Bitcoin racing going on, and I really yeah. love those guys. Oh my god, I just feel so happy, and I see them because they're giving that adrenal rush. And then there's this golf. You play golf. I I see you're you're really passionate yeah. about golf. Yeah, I I love playing golf. Yeah, it's so beautiful, man. It's so beautiful. Like just even even if we can get like couple of them, you know, I think so it is possible. It is just like we like yeah, we can we can do it, brother. We can definitely do it. You know, the thing is, it brings an angle of investment, which is what everybody sees it as. As soon as you bring an investment angle. the guards are up yeah because the they're so used up. they're so used to yeah. being uh tricked and cajoled and um yeah. they've got their agents telling them to do this or do that and they've got their uh, sponsorship guys tying them up into contracts which uh you know might not work out but you t- yeah it's the same with a lot of athletes that yeah. get you know trapped by these charlatans that are trying to you know push them into certain deals Yeah and all you've got to do is stack sets. All you've got to do is play golf, stack sets or play stack football, sets, like, stack sets, uh, you know, yeah. whatever whatever it is, throw darts, stack sets, you know, it it doesn't matter. Oh wow, but it would be really nice you've given me a good idea. I would I would I would I would start the process because I'm going to India in November mm-hmm. and I'm going to his city. So if possible I'll just I'll just I'll just put it out there because I I I never wanted that because once money angle gets involved, right? there's mm-hmm. a little like the little horn the devil horns come out and then there is a little shift in the energy you know like right now i'm in central africa i am giving satoshis away i'm just giving sats away i'm not taking anything from them yep. it makes a different ball game they are like hey okay you just come and give and it is possible and when you just show them how you convert your bitcoin to airtime they are like hey i just got something which i value in my life So but yeah we'll give it a shot man I would I would really start it will be a slow process because the government has really destroyed it brother mm-hmm. the government has destroyed it so badly in our country right now that anything related to this is seen as terrorism because India is suffering with that similarly is in Cameroon brother in Cameroon they are picking up P2P traders 
So if a cop stops you, they check your phone. They're checking your phone. And if they find a Binance or a wallet, you're gone. Dude, they have picked up. There were three people who did not come on camera with me because they were picked up by cops. They had to pay $300 to $500 to just go away because they were P2P traders. Because P2P traders is seen as funding terrorism. Bitcoin is seen as funding terrorism. In it is Cameroon. really pathetic. In Cameroon, brother. In Cameroon. Similarly, oh, brother, yeah. I will tell you something. In Nigeria, I was in Abuja. My host was from Nigeria Intelligence Agency, NIA, just like the CIA. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, my host was an NIA guy. So I was like, oh, shit, should I tell him about Bitcoin? The next thing you know, he has a Binance wallet. He has like $20,000 in there. And uh, he's like, what can you do with Bitcoin? Bitcoin is just funding terrorism. And then I showed him the BTC company, you know, the Bitcoin company folks, right? Uh, the Bitcoin company guys, I don't get his name. I'm forgetting his name. Where you can buy your Visa card with Bitcoin. Uh, the Bitcoin company. Okay. I showed him how, how you can buy the Visa card. He flew to London. He bought a Visa card. He used BitRefill with Bitcoin. And he was like, oh my God, Bitcoin is way more than that. Oh, and, wow. he, and I got him connected to the boys, the BitNob. I do not know if you're aware of BitNob. They are in mm-hmm. Nigeria. I got him connected to those boys. I got them connected to two, three Maxis. And I stopped calling Maxis, Maxis. Bro, Maxis is a very negative annotation. I'm going to call them. I got him connected to two, three Bitcoiners. And those Bitcoiners gave him a different purpose of Bitcoin trying to solve in this world. And he was really happy with it. And he was like, hey, Bitcoin is way more. So his ears are open and he's like, okay, now there is more purpose to Bitcoin because their currency is falling down. Naira was mm-hmm. 500, 450 Naira was $1. When I was there, it is 700 Today, it is 800 mm-hmm. And I was last in, in July in Nigeria. And today is September. Yeah, in two months, you have devalued another 15%. It is insane, man. Like, but it, like it is really negative. Like, out of the countries that I would say, many countries have this legal, illegal thing they play with. And you know, right? If, if you don't follow news, you are uninformed. But if you follow news, you are. Uninformed. <laughs> yeah, like, miss it. like, what the fuck? So it's crazy, man. Yeah. yeah, you're back. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're back. We're back. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. India then, what's the word in India? What, what have they gaslit people in India into believing that Bitcoin is bad, terrorist money, criminal money? black market money, what did they do? Money laundering. Uh, in 2018-19, RBI came down with the guidelines saying banks, can, like the Bitcoin is banned. But then the case was fought and then they reopened it because RBI cannot come with such a guideline. Central government intervened and the cryptocurrency exchanges won the case and all the exchanges were led to work forward. Fast forward to March this year, they made it legal. You can trade but you cannot use it as a legal uh, legal tender. And uh, they put a 30% tax on it. And this tax is really funny. This means to say that, let's say you're trading in crypto, let's say you traded in Dogecoin and you made a thousand dollars, good. You will be ta- taxed 30% on that, good. But what if you traded in Ethereum and you made a loss of $500? So your net profit is $500, right? Mm-hmm. No. The losses are yours. Profits are mine. So you are getting paid 
for thousand oh. dollars at thirty percent. And guess what? Every transaction that you do now on P2P and you write USDT or anything, you're flagged and your account is getting blocked. So they have really started clamping it down because India is rolling out its own CBDC. Uh, if what I understand is BRICS: Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. Mm-hmm. These countries are all coastal countries. If you look at them. And all these coastal countries are having power. And given what Russia, India, and China are doing now, they are rolling out their own money. So right recently, India bought petroleum from Russia at 25% discount, paying them in rubles. Mm-hmm. And so the Chinese yuan, the, they are slowly, like now in India, any import and export is happening. You have to do it with Indian rupee, not with the US dollar. So when they are really clam- This has happened about three months ago. So everybody started because India is a huge exporter. Yeah. So people have to have Indian reserves, you know, and this is happening. So this is just like a clampdown on United States. My father is in favor of it. He's like, yes, India will have digital currency. But I just told my father, I'm like, father, with that they will track you. Mm-hmm. They will track everything you do. My father is not orange pilled. He's 65 years old. He has enough gold. And you know, once you have lived to 65 years old, how do you tell him like? Hey, this is a digital money. You know, you're not lived in a digital era. He's like, I have enough gold to take care of my you, your your mother and myself. You worry about yourself. <laughs> you think Bitcoin is good for you? Go for it, but do it with your own money. Don't tell me this. And so India, my father loves that. He is a pro Modi. He is like India will have its own coin. Screw the dollar. Screw everybody else. We are very strong. We are a very strong country. And I was like, oh my God, this is what the shift of power is. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it makes you question a lot of things, man. Like, like a man with power can do a lot of things, you know, a lot of things. In Africa, you can see it. You can see how power just resides with the... Dude, I'm in Nigeria. And in Nigeria, the guy who's running for the presidency, the next presidency, that's in 2023, what is his marketing strategy? He is put holdings, newspaper articles and everything. He's 92 years old. And what he says, Emmy Locon. Emmy Locon means I am next. That's it. Nothing else. He's like, I am next. He's 92. And running for president. Man, what is going on? Cameroon, this... they, haven't, Cameroon Man, I... they haven't changed president for 40 years. Mm. Rwanda, 28 years. Botswana, the same people. Dude, it's insane when you think and you just like... Because, bro, Bitcoin is so crazy in your life right now. You started seeing things on a macro level. Mm-hmm. And it started hitting you because right now, you're looking at all the normies and you're like, do they know? Do they know? Do they know? Because you're just working and working and working and working. And it's insane, brother. Oh, sorry, you go on, go on. Sorry, I go no, on. No, no, it's, it's great to... Yeah. I, I want to bring up this this last tweet that you sent out. Um, it, it is very shocking. And uh, I'll read it so the, the listeners get... Uh, here we go. Excuse my uh, slow internet here. I was supposed to be in this bus, but I postponed my trip by day and I'm here tweeting about this. 
bless the stars and be humble. This is um, RCA. Yeah, yeah. Republic Central Africa in French, they say RCA. And the picture is of a bus that has clearly rolled over several times down the side of a hill. Hill. Yeah, yeah. Is upside down, is completely wrecked like a shit coin. (laughs) You were supposed to be on that bus. Yes. Uh, yes. So, listeners, che- you know, go check this out. Like, uh, th- this was um, tweeted on the 14th of September. So, you'll get, be able to just scroll through Paco's timeline and have a look at this. Mate, like, did how many people were injured? Did you have any further news on it? Do, do you know what went down, what happened, why it happened? Uh, there are two things I know. Uh, one thing is about 10 people survived out of the 50 people, 50 plus people. Uh, but they are broken backs, bones, everything is done because it was head, like it was upside down. Mm. Uh, the second thing I heard, and it's like, bro, I don't want to believe this thing, but apparently in Bali, the area from where it's a downhill, uh, the buses in the night are tampered with. So, you know, you need air for the brakes. Mm. So they tampered it. So they, there was no more air. This is told to me by a journalist here, uh, my host. And he told me they tampered with the air. So there is no more air for your brakes. So when the, because these, these are big buses, right? You mm. see the Mercedes, huge ones, like, like when you, like the tall ones. So once you're going down, there is no brake. They flip over. As soon as the bus goes down, there are people waiting to go pick down all your phones, your money, your stuff, and everything. And it gives me goosebumps, brother. I just don't know why I'm alive, man. Like, it, like I, I remember one day, it was just the game of one day which made this entire thing. Because I remember crossing the border and the guy was like, no, you can't cross today. You have to cross tomorrow. And I was like, please, please, please. And he's like, no, you have to stay on the border. And this one day played this entire game change and it just gave me like believing in the stars and like being thankful because I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure if I'm here pulling this journey off, it is because of the plebs. Because plebs have hosted me, have taken care of me, have shared their energy, have shared their sacks. In the whole ball game, there's a huge message that goes on. And I really feel like there's a strong energy that has taken me so far here. Otherwise, it is not possible, brother. So I really thank, man. I remember, I'll tell you, Nigeria to Cameroon borders were closed. Nigeria, Cameroon borders were closed. And the only option was to fly out. And the flight ticket was $1,200. And I couldn't do that. Yet, I went through the north, through the Boko Haram mountain region, crossed through Gembu, reached at 7 p.m. to the Cameroon border. The guy says, hey, I have to go to pray. It's an Islamic place. I have to go pray. He goes to pray. He comes back. He's like, let me talk to the big boss. The big boss says, let him go, but no stamp on the passport. And I got through. Holy crap. I love these travel stories. They're they're just immense, aren't they? Like, it's just absolutely crazy. So let's let's talk about the plebs for a minute because people have been sending you um, funds uh, either... Directly to you or via Geyser, uh, yeah. which is which is great to see. 
Um, yeah, to tell the people how this this kind of like happens for you. How, how and why are the plebs sending you sats? Um, I will say how they are definitely sending me through BTC pay server. That's called, uh, I'm running a page called support.runwithbitcoin.com. Uh, they keep like randomly keep sending me, man, randomly from one sat to recently somebody just sent me point. 0.92. That's almost point 0.1. That was just recently, as soon as I entered RCA. So I was like, phew, phew, because I was just like out there. Uh, the second thing is I'm using Geyser Fund. Geyser has really created a nice little community of people, which really is so beautiful. Like when I receive sats too, I like to contribute to projects too. I'm like, yeah, even a dollar, two dollar, four dollar, like hard or not we were doing now. Now this tantrum guy has come over. Bitcoin racing was going over. Bitcoin education in Nigeria is going over. And uh, heroes, heroes of Bitcoin, the game is happening. Yep. And it's amazing. So Geyser Fund is just really nice because it, they, they are doing really great fun. There's 25 One projects now on check. Geyser. 25 projects. Wow. Yep. Wow. Like they, they're doing a really good job. They shared the story. There's a podcast. Now they're letting you in another two weeks, they will be rolling out uh, what we call, what is this thing? Uh, you can write your blogs, you can share your content with them, which really gives you right on ground thing. And and it's a pleb, pleb oriented and it is zero. They don't take anything. And they're just creating this beautiful ecosystem. And I really love Metamic and Stelliosats. They are doing beautiful jobs. So this is how I've been getting fun, uh, uh, outfunded. Uh, some people reach out to me and ask me my my blue wallet or my moon wallet address. Like you, you contributed to me on Geyser. I remember you said LFG. You said LFG and uh, you said uh, once Britain podcast. Yeah, thank you for that. I remember some 94,000 that. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Like I remember this. So it's just been beautiful. See, it just created a system because uh, Bitcoin community has grown from don't trust, verify to trust the plebs. Trust the plebs. And that is something which is where Bitcoin will go forward. So this has been beautiful. And why they are doing is because I think so because Bitcoin has provided everybody so much that they are Brad Mills. My God, he's just on it. Like I just saw like these are the people like I feel because they, they have received a lot with Bitcoin and the ecosystem will keep growing. If there are more projects, I was, I remember I was talking to this guy called David and he told me like Bitcoin ecosystem has never been so strong as it is today because of all the wonderful projects that are happening. So I feel people just feel the joy of sharing, care to share, share to care, because if they feel there is some work gone in, they are happy to share. I feel that's the reason, man. Well, whilst you were talking there, I just funded you with another $25 via geyser just to prove to the plebs listening that that's how easy it is you just go to geyser uh go to their website find them on twitter then you know follow them on twitter then go to their website find a project you love but you know choose you know different people do different things there are different tiers on different projects or you just choose the amount that you want to fund and you write a little message and you scan the qr code and i just sent you 25 bucks and like let's uh let's keep this thing rolling as as long as we can Thank you, man. Thank you. I, I want to add here something to everybody. 
I remember your words and these are your words. These are your words. These were the first call. You were like, hey, Paco, don't worry. Go for the trip. If something wrong happens to you, if anybody steals from you or anything happens, do a tweet. Plebs will support you. That <laughs> word, look, I get goosebumps when I tell you, brother. That is the reason I was just still so pushing. I was like, if anything goes wrong and God, God has blessed me, you plebs have blessed me in that everything, this is not wrong. This is adventure. So there's nothing wrong that's happened for me to come down on Twitter. I'm like, hey, help me. It's not come to that. So thank you for giving me those words. Those were the words of motivation. One year later, I still remember them. And he's like, don't worry. Anything happens, you do a tweet, you'll get some sats, you'll get going. And I was like, wow, okay. So thank you. <laughs> the plebs have got you. Always. Yes, Thanks, so, man. Thank there, there is something going on here that, that I felt uh, pre-Bitcoin when I quit my job and started traveling with my wife and four kids. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I hadn't fallen down the Bitcoin rabbit hole yet. But I was yeah. a salty 18-year deep financial services career, 37, 38-year-old dude, which um, had pretty much ran as fast as he could on the hamster wheel to stand basically still. Um, I really had lost that faith in humanity. And it wasn't until we started traveling that it was restored. When you start traveling around and putting yourself in random situations in countries, you know, far flung from where you ever thought you'd ever have spent any time at all. And we were home swapping. We weren't couch surfing, but we were home swapping. And sometimes you'd yeah. meet the hosts, but you'd certainly meet the community and the neighbors and you'd be like all of a sudden you'd be like holy shit people are amazing and then bitcoin has just rubbed something extra on top of all of that <laughs> wow yes 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 i feel you with that man i i you you home swap you went to thailand france mm. london uk you did three four countries and then covid did something and you were like hey where do we go now no no we did all of this well before covid well before all of this madness. We started in 2014. So yeah, we, we went all over, man. Wow. We did Australia, wow. New Zealand, Canada, Australia, uh, excuse me, America. Um, plenty of different countries all over Europe. Um, a little uh, Dubai. Um, yeah, there, there's loads. There, there, and it was amazing. Wow. Two and a half years. Fellow two and a half years, man. So like, yeah, yeah. you can't stop. You, yes. we, we did it two and a half years. My wife and I and four kids. You've got no excuse. Uh, you, you've got to be doing this as long as you can. <laughs> respect, 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 respect. And, 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 I, and I want to add here, and it is going to be a little bitchy, but at least you didn't start shilling shit coins like one, of, one another traveler. <laughs> I will not tell his name, but there is one more guy. He also went to traveling with his family, but he started into shit coining and also, bro. So that's not fun, right? So, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to know as well, what, um, what's your feel for uh, one of the countries that, uh, that you've been to? Um, not so much as embraced Bitcoin the most, but is um, ready for it the most, but perhaps just don't know it yet. Does that make sense? Like, have you, like, you know, you've been walking around a place, you're like, 
Oh my god, if only these guys knew. Um if only these guys knew. Sri Lanka man. Right, of dude, course. Dude, Sri Lanka. Oh my god, like dude, they were there, they are there, they are they are little heaven place and only if they knew because there's a strong community in Nigeria. Like dude, their Nigeria is number 1 in the world for P2P trading. Number 1. Dude, I met this guy. He's moving a million dollars a day. What? A million dollar. A million dollars a day. A million dollars a day. Imagine like him. Brother, they move a heavy load of money. No wonder why Binance just went there and just said that like, hey, let's set you up a little area. So definitely, I really feel for Sri Lanka this way and and for Nigeria because, because shitcoiners are there everywhere, man. Shitcoiners are so easily everywhere. Because they they just come and they just offer people. So these are the two countries. Singapore will not do it. I'll tell you. Singapore will not do it. It's just because Hong Kong got shut down. Hong Kong's all the banks have shifted to Singapore. So if banks... Uh, so the banking sector is like, hey, if you let go of Bitcoin, if you legalize it, banks go shut. If banks go shut, the major income of Singapore goes shut. So Singapore will not let you do it. No powerful nation like Brazil, Russia. But Brazil, I do not know. I have not been there. But Russia will. Russia, I do not know, man. Russia, first of all, we don't speak the language. Mm-hmm. But India will not let it go because nobody wants to let go of their power, and they will not let it happen, man. I, I can still see, like, brother, his brother. They don't have electricity at home. They don't have fuel. They have. They are the richest con- country in the world. They have cobalt, gold, oil, everything they have. They have everything, and the people don't. They are living in mud houses. So only if the bit. So brother, you know El Salvador and RCAR, Central Africa, are really important for every pleb, and plebs are not coming here. I just heard in July there was a com- there were some plebs who came here. And they came here and then they tried to do something here, but it's 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 a long way here because people don't have the resources, man. Brother, this place you don't even have roads, man. You know, it took me twelve hours to cover a distance of two forty kilometers. Twelve hours for two hundred plus kilometers. It is insane, brother. It's insane here. So if this country can adopt it, I am here. Most of the businesses are run by Lebanese and Tunisian people. So even the money that the local people make is going to the Lebanese and out of the country. The money doesn't wow. stay in the country. So and, like it's insane. Yeah. And, and sending money to Lebanon right now is just freaking unbelievable. Yeah. Yes. It's it's crazy. So I don't, I, and, and these Lebanese people have been here 50 years. So I'm not going to say like they are here for the opportunity. They have been here 50 years. When you have been here 50 years and this is your motherland, we were all hunters and gatherers. Mm-hmm. But then in 1970s, they stopped the movement of human mankind mm-hmm. with the passports and the visa regulations. Along with that, they stopped the movement of money and they started printing of money. Like today's, uh, today's nice tweet was uh, Samson Mao's tweet. He was like, even when you're sleeping, they are still printing money. Yep. And I just laughed at that and I was like, ha, ah, that is so true. And so, brother, I, I, I really feel like a humans were meant to move around. And you are just move there. You have killed us. You don't let us move around. You don't let us move our money. 
you don't let us follow our religion in my country you can't even follow your religion man they are like crazy at it and i'm like hey you're just taking away the basic right of a human you're going back to the barbarian times bring back the dinosaurs then let's go back to the stone age kill the wheel <laughs> it, is, it is mad mate it, it really is we are nomadic by nature but the only way we can travel around this planet is if we have this little booklet of a certain color with a certain seal embossed on the front it's like when did we fucking sign up for that like this when? is retarded when like <laughs> and now with the stupid uh, covid thing man mm. dude it is so bad man like it is so bad brother they are coming with something more crazier and more crazier they will like 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 the chinese tweets that we get like these random chinese tweets that suddenly pop up and you're like shit there is dictatorship look at these guys in masks look at these guys just going down it and and i feel so scared man i really feel thankful that i'm not in china now mm. and yeah Dude, you know I what mean, what they have done i'll i'll, I'll sorry go on. i i was going to say what i'm what i'm fearing here in europe is some kind of climate lockdown or energy crisis lockdown because they love a lockdown now they they had almost a hundred percent conformity with people just like uh yeah lock me home govern me harder daddy this is great um you know and i'll wear a mask of course i will i'll wear a mask sitting in my own freaking front room just to help the cause like it's unbelievable like i asked people here i'm like dude here okay in my car generally in a car there are five people but in a in here to move places you will have eight to ten people in a car Mm-hmm. you're not wearing a mask you're touching your body you're living like that it is crazy man man brother i just want to add something here with the chinese thing and i, I yeah. just make sense you you saw recently that the chinese uh, banks got shut down and they said the the money is the property of the government of china and they put tanks and military outside the banks right did you see that tweet did you I see those not. videos no oh my god so so they so when the people went out to get their money they said you do, your money is no more your money this is the government of china uh, government of china's money and they converted their covid app from red to green sorry from green to red so you can't move around and they put tanks and military out there and now i see that entire money was taken and invested in africa hmm. all that money is in africa and in africa they have a treaty of 99 years that means for 99 years i own your airport your seaport your roadways your bars your restaurants and your casinos there were 35 casinos in lusaka in zambia 35 casinos these people don't have money to eat, like to move around and anything see africa is not hungry huh i will never say africa is hungry africa has food it is just like money is not there with the common people and there are 35 casinos 35 money laundering so this is what china did and they own your country for 99 years 99 years you can't do nothing because you have devalued my money and devalue and devalue and devalue their plan of the chinese yuan the cbdc is to be used in eastern africa and western africa so as soon as the digital yuan comes the digital yuan will be used here in these countries right away that's their bigger goal oh mate they're pulling off the colonialist yes. trick from a you know a couple of centuries ago they're just reading the same playbook and like they because they own see right now the gold mining 
and the copper mining, the all the mining, how will you move money? Digital yuan. Ta-da! Uh-huh. <laughs> insane. Dude, it's insane. Like, like, sometimes I just feel like, why am I still following these tweets? Like, nowadays I'm following the Norbert. Are you following Norbert? He's tweeting about uh, Craig uh, Wright. And... Yeah, about the the um the case, Hodlinort's case in uh, Oh, yes, my God. Yeah. And like, what, what's this? Like, I cannot prove it digitally. What nonsense, brother. In the digital world, a creator of Bitcoin says, I can't prove it digitally. I'm like, yeah. guys, oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. there, there are so many grifters out there, mate. It's just um, so... Dude depressing you gotta follow okay so last night while i was following all of this i followed bsv in bsv there is one more guy who is also tweeting from the court on behalf of bsv right dude it is insane this is oh it's 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 crazy bro this this world is crazy man <laughs> this world is crazy <laughs> Is this BSV blockchain? Uh, I'm just trying yeah. to find. Uh, Dude, you just find BSV, you'll find that guy. Dude, I remember the BSV story. I was in Cambodia. My hostel was called Karma Traders. He's a BSV maxi. Oh but my when, God. I reached, when I reached his hostel and I told him, like, I will pay you in Bitcoin. And he's like, okay, you pay me in Bitcoin. It took me five days to, in fact, take him to the other side. And he was like, nah. BSV is not the real, uh, like Bitcoin is not the real thing. BSV is the real thing. And then I remember, I, I remember still showing him the video. Have you seen the video of John Carvalho and Roger Ver? Uh, oh, yeah, a long time ago. Dude, like, dude, that idiot was just talking about price. Like, I remember I was in Thailand, brother. I can tell you in Thailand, people love B BCH because BCH is cheap. So and before, brother, I really agree the fact when you're paying $20 and trying to wait for an hour for your block to get confirmed, you would use BCH because BCH is cheaper. So that's what they did. And they made their maps.bitcoin.com. And I went to multiple such outlets where they will just accept Bitcoin cash because it is cheap. That is true. That is happening. They have done a great marketing there. They have done a great, bro, there is a Bitcoin cash village in India. What? Huh. Yeah, they will move except Bitcoin Cash. It's crazy, bro. So they have done a beautiful job. I would, I would, I would say if you look at maps.bitcoin.com, you you would just see places all around the world that accept Bitcoin Cash. Oh, you will see it. You will see it. Where, where were you in Thailand? I did Bangkok, uh, Chiang Mai. Chiang Mai is beautiful. Chiang Mai, the Lightning Lightning Network boys were there. Got mm -hmm. to meet all of them, the Umbrella boys, yeah. And then I went to Kofanyan, and Kofanyan, that's where I got to meet Edward. I got to meet a couple of other people down there. And then I went to Kosamui. In Kosamui, I got to meet our boy. What's his name? Uh, Lebowski. Yeah, the big Lebowski. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Bitcoin Lebowski. Big shout out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, bro, what a guy, man. What a guy. What a guy. So yeah, so such was such was my time down there, and uh, and Kausan Road. I found my passport cover. I paid for it with Bitcoin. I got a massage on Bitcoin. I went on scuba diving on Bitcoin in Ko Kofanyan. In Kosamui, my hostel was on Bitcoin. 
in Chiang Mai Flafel, food on Bitcoin. It was all, all on Bitcoin. Bro, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you. Uh, 80 days was India. 25 days was Thailand. 20 days was Cambodia. And 20 days. I think it's the first 150 days I was strict Bitcoin. I was not using fiat at all. I was just finding people, find somebody, give somebody Bitcoin. Like, just be hardcore. But as you entered Africa, boom. Right. Brother. Like, and it just like, now it just changed into hosting Bitcoin meetups, uh, orange peeling businesses, and sharing the gospel, brother. That's where it is right now. And that's why we are here. Like, I'll tell you, that's what I'm doing now. I'm being very honest to you. It is yep. not 100% Bitcoin. I would just say, I would say 20%. Like my host right. here, I'm giving him Bitcoin and he gets me food and drink, but ooh, it's gone. I'll be honest here. A year later. Man. Right. Okay. So where, where is next after India? Uh, not India, Africa. Uh, so, okay. So what has happened is everybody's listening to this. Um, what is happening is uh, I will finish my 400 days in a month from now. Mm -hmm. And by that, when I finish that 400 days, I would have done 21 countries. And I would love to finish the 19 countries remaining. So what is happening is I will finish Africa from, let's say I'm going to South Sudan, Ethiopia. I know you but I will still find a community. I will still host meetups. I will still share it. And from there, I'm flying down to India for the India Bitcoin conference, then flying down to El Salvador for the adopting Bitcoin conference in November. And then in December, I would be in Ghana for the Africa Bitcoin conference. So I'm really hoping that I would be able to share with the plebs in November, the dream of finishing the 19 countries. So the 19 countries I would really love to finish it off in South and South America and Central America, do some eight to 10 countries down there, uh, like Panama, Nicaragua, Hondaru. Like these are the places that people like Hondaru is still picking up, but these are the places where we don't hear like Cuba. Some pleb reached out to me, like there are 10 places that accept Bitcoin in Cuba. And I was like, Hey, it's mm -hmm. called uh, Bitcoin Embassy London. Somebody from London, he reached out to me. So I was like, let's cover them, Dominican Republic and some in Eastern Europe, like Armenia, Serbia, Georgia, Iran. So some five, six countries there, some eight, 10 countries and just wrap it off. But it will take next entire year so that the 40 countries, when people look at it, they see like, hey, Bitcoin is accepted. And when I say Bitcoin is accepted, brother, I reach to this country and I convert my Bitcoin to cash too, mm -hmm. right? That means there are P2P traders in every country. Mm -hmm. That is physically, that too physically. So that means there are plebs. So next time when people see Bitcoin, they don't see Bitcoin as a get rich quick. They see like, hey, Bitcoin is money accepted in 40 countries. When you have the strong message of 40 countries, it shares a strong message like, hey, Bitcoin is money. Bitcoin is money. You know, that's the message that needs to go out there. Yeah. Well, you're doing an amazing job, brother. And uh, I'm so glad that you took on this. Uh, it's clearly a calling for you, something deep inside of you. You know, you, you knew what you wanted to do. You knew what you needed to do. And I love the fact that the plebs are along for the ride in some way, shape or form. We support you. We see you. We, you know, we, we love you, brother. And well done for doing what you're doing. Um, I know you were, you, you received... Um, one of the what the, the first round that Geyser so Geyser not only fund projects but they run a grant program as well uh, where um, some Bitcoin has been donated anonymously and it gets yeah. split up to those people that 
uh, you know, uh, apply for for the grant process, and it goes through a uh, a vetting process. Um, I'm I'm on that board with uh, wow. with a handful of other people, and you know, it's a completely decentralized kind of decision making process. There's there's no big board meeting or anything like that. Everybody just puts forward their thoughts, and then uh, the guys at Geyser collate all of the data. And uh, and try and figure out the the best way to allocate those sats. But I believe you were awarded yeah. uh, a, a nice yeah. handful of sats. So well, well done. What um, thank you. What 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 you're doing is uh, is very important. You, you're having a huge impact, probably huger than you even imagine. And I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this with the usual last question. Yeah. And if you had one last orange pill to give to somebody who would you give it to and why if i have one last orange pill i would definitely one of one of these musicians one of the musicians one of the musicians any musician because music connects music defeats the purpose of language uh, a musician either from Nigeria because Nigerian music is heard all around Africa. So one of the Nigerian musician and people are crazy about them. I would have said Kim Kardashian, but Kim Kardashian is American right now. I wouldn't have said that, but people listen to that. People, people, people literally follow them. They, they, they like, they just worship them. Like Michael Jordan for that matter would have been there. Yes, definitely Michael Jordan would have gotten Michael Jackson would have gotten it. For that matter, because any of these people, because people, Kobe Bryant for that, you see when, because these people have excelled in their field, they have shown what a human is capable of, they have proven what is work, they have shown what is getting up at 5am and going at it every day, like, I think so, if this, the, if this is the matter, I think so, Usian, Usian Bolt for that, that, I would pick him up, Usian because Bolt? he's the on, yeah. yeah, Usian Bolt, because Usian Bolt is the guy, who showed you that in nine seconds, he is a hundred and two hundred million dollar guy. But to reach that 9.8 seconds, he has given so much work. He has gone, given so much work. He has practiced every day, in and out, in and out, in and out. You see, Michael Phillips, man, any of the people, because people really get connected with such people and they look up to them. Because who is your Iron Man, you know? Mm -hmm. Who is your Iron Man? The people you look up to, you know? You're, like, like for you, your children look up to you. You are the Iron Man. You are the super. You are the Superman. They look up to you. So one of these people, that orange pill, because once they get that orange pill, and you can tie them up with a company called Bitwage, a Bitwage. Yep. They give yeah. They give you their Bitcoin salary. Boom, boom. That's it. It's a strong message out there, and it is done. And people feel connected. You know, like anything Rihanna does, or they do. They just drop. They drop anything, and they just buy everything. Right. Anything. They even drop a sneaker. The Yes Theory, brother, for that matter. Uh, do you know Yes Theory, folks? No. Have you seen any of their videos? Yes Theory is like, seek dis seek discomfort. They make really great YouTube videos. Amazing YouTube videos they do. Uh, your kids would eventually come across, I'm pretty sure I'm telling you. Okay. Seek discomfort. Like, those are the boys, they will, they are really nice. You know, I have, I have a bunch of these people who have done work in their life to reach where they are, to yet always say, hey, we are together and only work is the key to success. 
but not just hard work work smartly right work smartly because if hard work was the key to success then donkey would have been the king of the jungle right <laughs> <laughs> oh man like i i really laugh at bsv and bch bsv people because they just run their own transactions on their own blockchain and they are like oh look we have 1 million transactions happening who is buying this 1 million people i have been traveling 20 countries i have just found one bsv guy who are these people who are these million people doing this like right now i can say such things you know i'm like who are these guys show me at least show me who are these guys 1 million transactions you are doing and you're complaining about my my tap root you're complaining about my segwit you're complaining about everything it is easy to point fingers right it is easy to point fingers but show me at least show me at least you can't even bloody really sign a digital transaction man <laughs> well that's it yeah sorry <laughs> my i love it i absolutely love it and uh i think if if i think about um what you can achieve in a year or two um not only globally but in india as well where you might be able to like uh, truly wake up even if it's just a village or a town and then a city yeah. and then a whole country um you know there's um there's big things ahead of you and I, I really appreciate everything that you're doing and you know for coming on the show and uh I'm glad you missed that bus uh and uh sending big love and uh um, thank you man yeah, I look forward to meeting you in person one day and of course uh you know you're welcome back on the show anytime if you get any big news uh, and you want to come on and share it with the plebs just let me know yeah man thank you so much guys and last thing for the plebs guys if every pleb and let's say we have 5 million plebs okay if 5 million plebs orange pill just their friend that's 10 million that 10 million orange pill that's 20 that 20 is 40 that's how corona virus started how about we start orange pilling that way Yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right man. Well, you go get some uh some rest and uh yes, yeah, say hi to the uh the guy that's hosting you in the couch surfing and uh let him yeah. know that there's a bunch of bitcoiners all around the world um just waiting for for their country to to plug into bitcoin and um to you know free themselves from the at slavery yes. and and uh you know the, the bright orange future take care brother yes man thank you so much see ya see ya well guys are you bullish after listening to paco paco thank you brother thank you for coming on and like i said in that interview go check out that bus crash that happened he tweeted about it on the 14th of september I'm a little late getting this one out. I've had a bunch of podcasts lined up. I hate sitting on content as you guys know, but it's just the way it's happened to be with the conferences and everything that've been coming up. Uh so go orange pill your friends and your family. Whoever, it doesn't matter, write that article, start that project, sing that song, whatever it is you have in you. Ask that merchant as we had that discussion with the bridge to bitcoin guys ask every single merchant do you accept bitcoin they're going to say no they're going to look at you like you got two heads but you're doing it you're asking you, this this word keeps turning up in their brains 
they're going to pick up a book, they're going to listen to a podcast, or maybe they already have, and now you've just self, uh, you've just reinforced their their thought. You got nothing to lose, nothing, and we have everything to gain. So much to gain. So again, thank you, Paco, for coming on. Thanks for everything you're doing, brother. And if you guys want to support Paco, like I said at the beginning of the show. Just head over to Geyser, G-E-Y-S-E-R, at Geyser on Twitter. Find Paco on there or any of the other projects that you think worthy of some Satoshis to help back a pleb realize their dream and help Orange Pill as many people as possible. Before we sign this one off, get across to a conference. You know I'm bullish on in real life meetups. You can get across to Amsterdam. That's coming up. 12th of October that kicks off Prague a few weeks later 21st of October that one's kicking off and then Swan are hosting their party out on the west coast in November hit these links in the show notes and you'll be taken to the discount codes make sure you're stacking you can use Swan Bitcoin Relay and of course Coin Corner who are doing amazing work make sure you're stacking safe use a signing device use the Bitbox 02 Bitcoin only edition and get yourself some books or some merch. Hit up Consensus Network or Ungovernable Misfits brought to you by Mr. Crown and Max at the Bit by Bit Pod. Take care, guys. Look forward to the next show. Stack safe and stay humble.